Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. We're going to be reading from Luke 12, verse 48. I'm going to bring that up. I have a presentation. But my question here that I want you guys to be left with, are you ready or better yet? Do you remember what you're working towards? So who here has a great memory? Who remembers exactly a year ago on this date at this time what you were doing? If you do, raise your hand. Oh, you do? Okay. And All right, so we got one, two. Okay, great. Three. Okay, okay, y'all raising your hand. Y'all got better memory than me. But last year ago, it fell on a Saturday. I don't remember, honestly, what happened that day, but I do know that I was alive and thankful to God for that. So there are moments, maybe it was your birthday, maybe it was your anniversary if you're married, maybe it was just a moment that unfortunately left a scar on your heart, a trauma, and that's something that sometimes is hard to let go and not easily forget. Especially currently in the world, nowadays there's fads, there's the truth that changes. Last year ago we were dealing with so many things this year we're dealing with many more things and up tomorrow or the next few days we're going to deal with many more but one thing that doesn't change is this the living word of god this is true has withstood with withheld during days it has been tested it has been tried to be modified to convenience other people for their own agenda but this is what he left us with promises, with stories of people that have overcome many trials and tribulations and still gave glory to God. So if Jada, you could bring up the first slide. It's great gifts mean great responsibilities. Greater gifts, greater responsibilities. So we're actually gonna be reading from the Bible today. So I hope you brought it. If you don't, I know everybody has a phone here. And we're going to start off with Luke 12, verse 35. So it says, Stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning. And be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door at him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants from whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table, and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would have left his house. He would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So that is where my first point comes across. It is we must be diligently working for the kingdom of God and be ready for the knock. I know there's adults here and there's younger people. We have a lot on our, ta- on our plates, on our table. Sometimes we get asked to do things 
but we must be diligently working for the kingdom of God, not pleasing man, as is stated in Colossians 3.23, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Sometimes that person can be you. That person standing between what God has given you is your plans, your future, which you see as best and not listening to our Father. And we're gonna continue. In Luke 12, 41, Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? So I was told by pastor to always look at different versions. So we also have the New Living Translation. This one hit me a little bit more to my heart. Peter asked, Lord, is that illustration just for us or for everyone? So just imagine for everyone. This is for you, the person that's up in the front, even to the person all the way in the back, and you online, wherever you may be, it is for you. And we're gonna continue reading, because who doesn't love reading the word? And it's so powerful. So now we're gonna continue, and we're gonna go to verse 41, well, 42, and the Lord said, who then is a faithful and wise manager, whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time. Blessed is a servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if the servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of the servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew his master's will but did not get ready or act according to his will will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserve a beating will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given of him, much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand more." And that is where I am focusing on. And we're gonna read it in a message. If you could put it up, Jada. The, so it says, the servant who knows what his master wants and ignores it or insolently does whatever he pleases will be thoroughly trashed. But if he does a poor job through ignorance, he'll get off with a slap on the hand. Greater gifts mean greater, greater great gifts mean great responsibilities, greater gifts greater responsibilities. So that is the main idea that I'm, or the message that I want for you to resound and think on. Greater gifts, greater responsibilities. I am not a parent, but I just see from here, because I have, that they have children, which is me and my brother. I was a great child growing up, very quiet, didn't make a peep in the car. My dad would send my mom in the back, be like, hey, play with her, because she's making no noise. Just, I don't know, it's an eight-hour drive, and she's not complaining. We need her to do some movement. And my mom will go back there. Three years later, Pedro came around. Pedro's a different story. I think parents can acknowledge that. Pedro had a vibrant attitude. He would cry. He would slip under, I don't know about now, that was back then, like, 
20 years, he would slip underneath the seat belt and wiggle himself out and just be out running in the back seat. And my dad and mom would have to like, get out, put your seatbelt on. But there was a difference. But then that changed in high school. I then started to become a little bit rebellious. Pedro started to be quiet down. See, parents, I know your children, they may be handful, but they are blessings. And you are speaking and showing them the life that God wants you to show them. It may be hard. Sometimes they may speak not the best. They might not acknowledge you. And sometimes they might simply ignore you. But just continue to pray for them because they are the upcoming generation. And honestly, they are currently working now. I am not married, but I do see my parents' marriage as one of the best examples to be with someone. They're about to be 31 years of marriage. They have been together. And my father, girls, ladies, yeah, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> my dad told me, if a man knows what he wants, he'll go after it. He was with my mom dating for seven months, and he's like, that's the one I want to be with. So ladies, hold up your self-worth and know that if he wants you, he will come after you. Respect yourself and be patient. And then also for men, you guys are so powerful. Please do not let culture change your mind that you have to fall like them to be of this world, to be with multiple women, not well, yeah, sexually, but also just in communication. Be true to that one, because how better is it to have a love story that you then get to show your child of what it was, a true love as Christ. So going back to the second one, the second point, do not let your past or a deterrent, which I learned yesterday when I went out to brunch with a mighty man of God, stop you from what God wants you to do and what he has entrusted you with. So the word entrusted means to commit to another with confidence, to charge or invest with a trust or responsibility. God has given you something. God has entrusted you with something. And that can be as simple as your testimony to touch other people who are lost or probably down. But God has entrusted you with something with greater responsibility to touch other people and to work ultimately for his kingdom. I was actually reminded last week when I went out to eat with some of the young adults after our Wednesday night service, um, towards sharing the gospel. And it really did remind me, okay, Celine, you've been slacking a little bit. We need to get this going. And that's where I want to bring up this verse. The whole time before I was studying, I, I wasn't nervous. I was like, God, I want to say what you want me to say. So now I'm going to bring up another area. So seven years ago, about, I came to Christian Heritage Church. And it was a different environment. I was, I wouldn't say I was raised Catholic. I only went on the two big days, Easter and Christmas. And then we will be like, I'll be like, oh, we're almost done, yay, because I already knew the order of service. And I was all right, let me go. But then when I came here, I seen you guys. 
raising your hands and just worshiping God. And I said, what are they doing? Like, they're not quiet. They're not humming. They're out loud, just praising God. And that caught me off guard because it was out of my comfort zone. That was like the end of 2015. Yeah. And then 26 of June of the year 2016, that is when I decided to declare Jesus as my savior, and I got baptized. And this is what this is. This is actually, who actually, sorry, it was my mom. So I will bring her up, and she probably, she kind of knew I was going to talk about her, but before I got baptized that morning, me, her, and my dad were having an argument because they were not happy that I was getting baptized. They're like, Celine, you already got baptized once. I was like, Mom, I got baptized for a quinceanera so I could do the whole, um, I'm saying Spanish, misa, the service. And they're like, well, that's enough. And my dad was upset. He was not talking to me. And I was like, great. I was like, this is not how I wanted the morning of my baptism to go. I wanted them to come. But you know what? I said, all right. And I seen my mom's eyes as I walked out the house with tears saying, I'm sorry, I have to stay with your dad. And I was like, it's fine. I, I totally understand. So I came to church. Um, at that time, I was very close with one young lady, and we came together. And they asked us, do you want to give a testimony for your baptism? And I said, okay, sure. I was nervous. But they, I rem see, and I remember as I was walking up the stairs to the baptismal area, they started playing here as in heaven. And I was like, okay, God, this is what you want me to do. And this is the peace that you're giving me through music. And I went up and I said, this is, I choose God as my savior. I give my life over to you, my plans, everything. When I, that was 23. So I went back in my phone to see if I had pictures, videos, and I did. I had a video someone took of me from the congregation towards my baptism. And in there, it showed my testimony to everybody. And it reminded me, because during those photos and videos, there was a transition. The transition of my past life, where I was doing things that I'm not too proud of. And then when I started coming to church, the photos changed. The actions changed. I'm not perfect, but they're changing. And that showed me, God, you are doing a change within me. You have made me new. Guys, when I look back on that, I just started crying because I don't want this to be a motivation. I don't want this to be an encouragement. I want this to be a reminder that God God has transformed people, had made them new, and has served them in the kingdom. So when I got this, I went home. Mom and dad, hey, how are you? I was like, hey, I'm good. And it was just awkward for like the first few years. But I want to tell you this. If you are just walking or haven't even chosen God, there's going to be an invitation later but to keep pressing on. Because as the states, great gifts, great responsibilities, greater gifts, greater responsibilities. During my walk, 
I was sitting there in the, in the, in the pews or seats, and I was comfortable. I was like, ooh, I can come to service. I just get to worship. And then slowly, pastor was like, Celine, do you want to open? I was like, mm. I was like, me? I was like, are you sure? I was like, are you, are you sure? Do you don't have no one else that's been here longer? He's like, no. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, Celine, do you want to greet? Celine, do you want to do this? And I was like, I was like, in a minute, I was like, bruh, like, I, oh, oh, like I, I can only do so much. But I like that because he was pushing me out of my comfort zone. He had... He had that love that I needed from a father. Not saying that my father wasn't the best, but the spiritual love that I needed and the guidance. So now, coming back like almost seven years in a few days, God has transformed my life. I no longer go to the clubs. I no longer go and do other things. If anything, I think you guys see me here more than anywhere else. People ask me, are you working here? I'm like, no, I volunteer here all the time. I'm here with the youth all the time. The youth are already trying to plan trips next year all the time. But it's, it's a reward because it's a res- responsibility that God has entrusted me for this season. I don't know how long, but I'm here faithfully just serving. And I was reminded that I do love to serve. And I will always serve God in his kingdom. And sometimes, yes, it's a sacrifice. The past year or two has been honestly one of the challenging ones. But then I forget. Celine, before you came to Christ, before you accepted Jesus as your savior, you dealt with more. And I was like, I forgot God. There was death upon death upon death. As time goes, I feel like the testimony will be revealed more. I just have a few factors that I have to close off. But God took me out of depression. He took me out of this people-pleasing, but not in the way it was bad people-pleasing. And I was like, no, I just want to serve you. I will bring this up because I want you guys to understand. Who knows first love hurts? So that was seven years ago, a first love that betrayed my trust. And then after that, another death that I had to do. And then after that, a death of a cousin by suicide. And I didn't know Christ, but honestly, I was mad at him because I've heard of him. I was like, you know what, God, I'm so mad. Like, why did you let this happen? Why? If I hear that you're so good, if I hear that you love people, why did you let our family go through this? Or me? And, of course, God showed up. Because a few months after, I was invited by church by a young girl. And guess what she was doing? She was getting baptized. She's like, Celine, do you mind coming to my baptism? And I was like, where? I thought she was Catholic. She's like, no, I'm going to Christian Heritage Church at that time, which is now All Nations. And I was like, okay, I'll go, because I love kids. And I went. And this is where I first seen seen the church praising, worshiping. And I was like, okay, this is different. And then I started coming in this area, sitting towards the back. And I was like, all right. And then guess what? That same girl came. She was in the youth with Miss Katora. And she was like, hey, can you come with me up to the front so I could get prayed for? And I was like, why do you want me to come? And she's like, because I want you to be there with me. And I was like, all right. And I was like, but I'm going to stand. She was like right here, elders and deacons right there with her. And I stood back. 
because I was like, I, they are not going to touch me. They are not going to pray over me because I was, I was strong. I was taught to be strong and to not show any emotions. And I was like, you know what, God, I'm going to stand right here because I know you won't go past this line. I was so wrong. When you tell God he's not going to do something, trust me, he's going to do it. <laughs> so anyways, um, two of the elders came, two ladies. I won't mention their names, but you know who they are. They came, and they, they met me at, at this area. They, they passed the line. God said, you know, you're going to pass the line for her. And they came and laid their hands on me, and they started praying over me. And I was like, what are you praying for? You don't know what I've done. You don't know exactly what you're praying for. And they were saying all this stuff. And honestly, guys, I broke down. But it was the it was the type of breakdown where you're like, I don't want no one to see. So you're like just there shivering and like trying to hold your emotions in. And then I went back to the seat. And at the seat, I couldn't hold it. I just literally just started crying. And that's where I was shown God is going to use anything, even things we love, to break me, well, to break you down, but ultimately to surrender, to let go of your hurt, your past, and to then be with him. I just want to serve this as an encouragement that God will entrust you with a lot. Please do not let what has happened in the past, please forgive. Please forgive those that have hurt you. Ultimately, that doesn't lead anywhere. Trust me, it's hard, I know. But those same people that have hurt you are the same people that God died for on the cross, and they deserve their mercy and grace just as you. And I think of that as well, even for those people who are not saved, not just here in Tallahassee, but in all around the world that we have work to do. So remember that question that I asked you guys earlier? It's, um, oh, okay, sorry. It's, um, are you ready? Or better yet, do you even remember what you're working towards? We have a lot of work to do for the kingdom. We have culture to withstand for. We have truths that we have to instill in our children, that there is male and female that those are those two genders. But we also have to continue to work and not be cowered down, but be bold. Because if you don't know what to say, trust me, God will give you the peace and give you exactly the word and in the tone and in the love that he, it needs to be said to that person. You can't find anger with anger, but you can find truth with lies. And this is what we have, the truth of the word of the living God. So I do have an invitation. Um, Pastor Tom, if you could come up, sorry. So I do have an invitation. If you have never accepted Christ as your Savior, if you feel that pressure, that hot, immense pressure, trust me, I know what it is. That's when the Holy Spirit is working on you and saying, you have to do this. You have to do this. And just, it just gets bigger and bigger. So if you have never accepted Christ as your savior, we're giving the invitation now. So let's just do it this manner. If everyone can stand, please. And I really appreciate this as well. And if everyone can close their eyes.
if you don't know Christ as your Savior, if you feel like you're not worthy to be called his son, if you feel that you went way far too gone in your past and don't deserve the mercy and grace that he does offer, you do. Because he died on a cross. Jesus died on a cross for you. He knew everything that you were going to do. So, if you have never accepted Christ, if everyone could close their hands, I mean, close their eyes. <laughs> if you are deciding to entrust him with your life, then please raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. Raise your hand. Because this is a moment between you and our Father. You could put your hand down. And everyone can open their eyes. So this is the next step. The step with boldness. And trust me, we're family here. We're going to support one each other. One, one, one each other. And if you raise your hand, please come up to the front. Because this is a moment that we want to glorify with you and bask with celebration that you accepted Jesus as your Savior. So if you did raise your hand, I usher you to come up to the front. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy. Amen. Miss Ann and Mr. Al, if you guys could pray over those two that are coming. I know there's more coming. If you guys have come towards the middle area, don't be shy. Elders and deacons, if you see them come up, can you come behind them to pray, please? I just want you to remember that your testimony will be used to touch so many people. <laughs> and when you're hit with trials and tribulations, do not give up. Because God has so much in store for you. So... If you can, raise your hands, because we're going to pray, and everybody can join us. Dear Jesus, today I choose to throw my life into your hands. I am celebrating your rescue, my rescue. I believe you died for me and put your name in there. You rose again. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean of anything that I've done, of everything, even this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I give you so much glory. And elders and deacons, if you could stand here and pray for them for a minute, I have another invitation. I have one more. <laughs> and this is for anyone has life or the most powerful one has your mind been overtaken by negative thoughts not feeling worthy to do God's work I, I can't do this I, and, and don't please never compare yourself to me because honestly I would not want you guys to go through my struggles <laughs> but it's time to forgive yourself to repent from those actions and to be ready because I want you to hear those words 
good and faithful servant, well done. There is, time goes by quick, we're already in June, and there's still a lot to do. So if you feel led, there is the altar. Are you ready? Or better yet, have you been reminded of the work that you want to do, ultimately for the kingdom of God? You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7.00 plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.